Hey, Paul McCartney. After the Beatles got a whole studio here. He is still constantly composing. And is not letting a pandemic get in the way. Most people in lockdown have been making sourdough bread. Paul McCartney makes an album. Well, the other thing people have been doing is cleaning out their closets. So that's a bit what that was. I just started like cleaning out my cupboards. It's like, well, wait a minute, what about that song last year that I started, but never got to finish? Let's have a look at that. I, I should finish this. You never used to be afraid of days like these. It so happens that Sir Paul McCartney, who's 78 years old now, has more interesting cupboards than most of us, and enough fixings to create a new record, McCartney 3, released Friday. Welcome to the studio. It's a sort of DIY album. It helps that McCartney has his own recording studio near his farm in England, and has had some practice. know his biggest hits in a few notes. Okay, put those all together and turn them backwards. <laughs> We've got it. Let me be your guide. For McCartney 3, he was not only songwriter, but producer and played every instrument. It's not like working with a band because I know what I want to hear and I don't even have to tell anyone. I just say, let's do some drums. I'll sit on the drums and I'll think, okay, I want to do, 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 do. So it's all in my head. The result is an album critics have called experimental, freewheeling, and a playful gem. Hey, Loretta. Uh, CBS Sunday morning. One of the greatest shows in the history of television. No, it's just a different kind of thing. Well, sometimes we'll ask more of my engineer, what do you think? Channel what 2, that don't know who CBS is. And I will say, no. If making a record is different now, so is talking about it in the, the era of COVID. I don't want to give it to anyone, I don't want to get it. Um, and when people sort of say, oh, I don't want to wear masks, infringing on my civil liberties, I say, ah, no, that is stupid. So Both of us had COVID tests meet at his office right before our meeting, and McCartney has done almost no other in-person interviews. Very the smart. camera crew ran things remotely from another room. Good. With his wife Nancy Chevelle across the Atlantic, he was living on his farm in England, recording and spending what he calls rock down with his daughter Mary and four of his eight grandkids. Some evenings at dinner time, he'd play samples for them. So this was just a little bit of fun granddad had had in the studio. Is this the real Sir Paul McCartney? Is this, do you feel this is the authentic you that comes across in a way that a more highly produced album would? Could be true. That could be true, actually, yeah. It follows two other solo albums. Both were initially criticized, though later earned praise. For a guy who's been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice and has 20 Grammy Awards, we found him still almost awestruck by the process. I just start on either a guitar or a piano, and I'm just noodling about, really. 
Oh, there's a melody here. Boom, boom, peep, boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. That's why I love it so much. Because you, you start with nothing. And then suddenly, after maybe a couple of hours, you've got a finished song. And that's like, wow. And that still amazes me. In what way? It always reminds me of like a magician pulling a rabbit out of a hat. Yesterday. Song yesterday that I wrote. I dreamed that song. And I woke up and there was this tune in my head. Well, now that's magic. I, I didn't believe it was mine for the first couple of weeks. What do you mean? I thought it was like an old song that I've, I've heard somewhere. Maybe from my dad's generation. It's just in your head. Someone's going to go, oh no, that's from West Side Story. <laughs> I go, ah. But no one ever found what it was, and they, in the end they said, it's yours. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here are the Beatles. During the 60s, with Beatles writing partner John Lennon, they turned out around 300 songs. We never had a dry session. We'd come in, we sit down, and about three or four hours later, we had a song. Looking back on it, wow, how lucky was that? Or could it be skill? <laughs> It was always fun. We got so used to it. Memory of Sid Bernstein. The first 50 songs we brought the together. Beatles. We kind of knew to how America. it was going to go. So, to Carnegie Hall first. You know, if it was a song I brought in, I would just do the first couple of lines and he would just follow it on. It's getting better all the time. And the song I started, it's getting better all the time. And he went, it couldn't get much worse. <laughs> Along with Ringo Starr and George Harrison, the Beatles skyrocketed to fame from That's humble right. working class roots in Liverpool, England. Can you believe what you did so many years ago still translates, still resonates, mm. is still a gold standard today? It is pretty crazy. I remember when I was a kid, when the, when the Beatles were first starting, and I remember my cousin saying to me, do you think any of your songs are ever going to be standards? And I remember saying, yeah. Thinking, you think you knew? I didn't know. I guessed. But I just had a feeling that some of the stuff that we were writing was pretty memorable. What is it about the music that that is so, that touches people so deeply? Um, I'm not sure I have an answer. Something to do with the structure of the song. There's, there's no spare stuff that shouldn't be in there. It's the exact amount of stuff that should be on that record. But I am amazed. It keeps going. I'm, I'm amazed. Maybe I'm amazed. I've heard that somewhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good idea for a song. Maybe I'm amazed the way you Maybe I'm Amazed was on his 1970 solo album McCartney, the first of this now trilogy, which marked his separation from the Beatles. They'd split up in 69, citing artistic and business differences. John Lennon also went on to have his own solo career until he was shot and killed in front of his home exactly four decades ago this month. I wonder how all these years, 40 years later, you're processing it. I'm not sure I am. It's, it's very difficult for me. And I, I occasionally will have thoughts and sort of say, I don't know, why don't I just break down crying every day? Because it's that bad. Do you sometimes? Uh, not every day. You know, yeah, there will be times when I just, you know, have memories and just think, oh, my God. 
Or he's just so senseless. Do you think he'd still be writing, producing like you are? Yeah, he was showing no signs of slowing up. You know, he was still making great music. Um, the question is, would we have ever got back together again? What's the answer? Mm -hmm. I don't know. We don't know. We were friends. That was one of the great things about it. You know, I don't know what, how I would have dealt with it. So I don't think I've dealt with it very well. You know, in a way, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if a psychiatrist would sort of find out that I was slightly in denial. Because it's too much. McCartney told us he still has dreams about John Lennon and thinks about him when he writes. What happens if you're in the car and a Beatles song comes on? Mm. What do you do? You turn it up? Turn it off? Turn it up. Turn it up. Sing along with it. It always takes me back to the session. You know, it always reminds me. I think, oh, yeah. I remember hey, John was there. Good morning. Was there when we did this one. CBS Sunday morning. Yeah, it's, it's great. Channel 2. It takes you right back to the flashback. Today, when he gets new ideas for melodies, he records them on his phone as a voice memo. I wonder how many hits are still sitting in your iPhone. On one of the songs off the new album is called Kiss of Venus, and I wrote it one summer's day, and I got the beginning of the Kiss of Venus. I thought, well, that's okay. I'll, I'll record it. I'll finish it someday. But then I said to myself, no, what have you got? You haven't got anything on. Sit here and finish that bloody that's song. That's how he gets stuff done. It turns he works. out in lockdown, Paul McCartney produced not just a record, but a reminder for the rest of us, which, no surprise, he put to music. That's the deal. Get it done. Get out there and work. No procrastination. You don't pop out all this work unless you work hard. He is a frequently cited as the most important rock role band of all time. John, Paul, George, and Ringo notch out 20 number one hits in the Billboard Hot 100. And thank you, Sid Bernstein, for bringing him here to America. Okay, Sunday morning. This, this is the greatest, the greatest show. So happy and a healthy holiday to everybody. And uh, stay home. They prepared to do that Beatles uh, 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 segment on 60 uh, CBS Sunday morning. They all took tests before they walked in the door. They were wise. They were smart. Don't be silly. Take care of this scenario for yourself. This is a serious, serious concern, as we all know. All right. Let's even help Santa uh, is there to help us as well. Uh, that's good stuff. I hope you saw the concert last night, and thank you very much for tuning in. And uh, go out and play in the snow, far away from people, and masked up. Take care. Bye-bye. Prior to McCartney, I didn't record it, was uh, Jim Gaffigan saying something about uh, waiting. How much waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for so many things this year. So, all I can say is to be patient. Om Shante Om. Om. Calm. Be calm. Om. You don't have to run out. Change your lifestyle a bit. Meditate. Watch Claire, my uh, yoga instructor. Uh, Claire Diab, Deepak Chopra's yoga instructor, 25 years. 
home. If I had to watch that interview, I'm going to put that interview on this. So you, uh, not interview. Well, yeah, interview and her uh, video. All right, bye-bye. I love you. Thank you. Thank you.